Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. You guys, look. I'm not even going to bullshit you. I'm not going to lie. Today was a doozy. <laughs> Today was a doozy. I don't even have a title for this episode yet, uh, but let me just break it down for you. <laughs> let me just break it down for you and why this is going to be um, a short episode, but also I hope if you can hear the sound of my voice, I hope you just pause for a second. Maybe you're on a walk, maybe you're driving your car, maybe you're in motion on a run or a treadmill or doing something. But if you're able to just really still yourself and be present, I want you to hear uh, what I'm about to say. So I'll just tell you a, a, little, a little backup story, which is I had planned to talk about something totally different today. I had planned... I'm not going to tell you what I plan to talk about because I'll probably talk about it next week. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, life changes. And, and this is one thing that I learned at a very young age, right? By, by this point, if you're like on episode 70 or 71 or whatever this is, you, 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 know my, you probably know my story about my mother being killed when I was, when I was uh, 12 years old. So I learned at a very young age that life and things, boom change like that with no warning um, and just completely unexpectedly that you can be blindsided, that things can change, people that you love can leave or die, that um, things cannot, will, will, will not go as planned, <laughs> right? So last week, if you follow me on Facebook, I'm going to bring this all together, so stay with me. So last week, if you follow me on Facebook, I did a post about, um, I have a beautiful friend who turned 99. She turned 99. And for her birthday, because of COVID and stuff like that, there couldn't be, you know, a, a party where everybody could come in. But they were able, her family, who I adore, was able to do a little, like, tent in the driveway. And we could drive up and from the safety and distance of our cars, we could drive in and go around a little bit of the driveway and wish her a happy birthday and yell out to her how much we loved her. And um, I was so grateful to do it. And, um, and I'm, I'm only giving you details so that you understand the point of my story, not because I need a pat on the back or I think I'm special or good. It's, it ha it's nothing about that. It, it, it's, it's important because it's a, it's a, um, one of the points I'm trying to make. And so, you know, the drive was over like an hour to like get there. So it was going to be like, you know, a few hours, like between up and back. But my interaction with my uh, friend was only going to be for like maybe a minute tops because there's other cars like pulling in the driveway behind me through the procession. 
to spread our love to this amazing being. And so today it was a coaching day for me and I, I had a bunch of calls, a bunch of calls lined up. I had like three one-to-one coaching calls, plus I had to do some stuff in my membership group. Um, and then I also had um, um, a call, like a, it was actually like a three-hour call. After all those calls, I had like a three-hour call for um, a graduation for this program and stuff that I've been in. But right before, right before I got on my first call of the day, so my procession that I got to be a part of, like it was such an honor and a pleasure and a gift to, to get to go and wish my friend who turned 99. Um, you know, it was such an honor and that just happened like 10 days ago. And when I posted it on Facebook, you know, everybody was saying like, oh my God, she looks amazing. And, and all, it, like, it just, it just brought me so much joy to share her uh, in that picture with the world because she is a beautiful spirit. But right before I got on my first call of the day, um, the person I was speaking with um, had, we were having a little technical issues. And so she had sent me a message and I just went to my phone. Like while she was there, I went to my phone to clear out the message. And I said, let me just clear this up. And I looked down and I had a message and it was telling me that my, my 99 year old friend had passed away. And, you know, here's just something that, Here's just something that being um, a yoga teacher has taught me, right? And for those of you who may not know, you know, I've been a yoga teacher. I was first introduced to yoga when I was back in like 1988. Um, and so I've, you know, been practicing off and on, like at that point, you know, up until I became a yoga teacher. Um, I started teaching yoga in like 1999. So I've been a yoga teacher um, for over, over 20 years. And what a couple of things that I mean, yoga has taught me a million things, but I'm just going to focus on a couple for this conversation. So, number one, one of the things that um, you know, yoga has taught me, or or even better, let me say it like this. So, one of the things that being a yoga teacher um, forced forced me to be able to do was this: no, no matter what the show goes on, right? So if I, if I have a class that I had to go teach, but I was having a shitty day or a difficult day, or I was just tired, or I was like, whatever, like whatever was going on in my personal life, you know, cause I had a studio for 10 years. Like when you showed up for the gig, AKA to teach the class, the workshop, the retreat, whatever the thing was, you had to have the ability and being married to a professional musician, I can tell you this as well, that so do entertainers, so do people who go on stage. There's a part of you that has to be able to like, just, I always think of it like a shelf. It's like a bookshelf in the back of my mind. And there's actually a bookshelf behind me. So you can just kind of imagine this, that whatever is going on in your life, and let's just say whatever, it could, I'll make up some examples, right? Like you, um, you aren't in the mood, you're tired, you just had a um, you know, a disagreement or an argument with your, your partner, your sweetie, whatever. And then you have to like go on and quote unquote, be on you. You have got to be able to have like this little bookshelf in your mind where you take your personal life and you put it back there so that you can show up for who's in front of you, for you can show up for the people that are in front of you. So that was a very powerful thing that being a yoga teacher taught me. Now that doesn't mean that there haven't been times in class where I cried. It doesn't mean you, be, you act like nothing bothers you. That's not the lesson here. What, what I'm trying to say is, as I'm getting on my very first call of the day, the person is sitting there 
you know, on Zoom, we can see each other. And then all of a sudden I look down and I get this message and I just, like my hand just went to my mouth and she could see. And so I gave myself a beat, you know, I gave myself like 30 seconds, a minute, whatever it was to cry, feel my feelings. And, um, and then I said, you know, thank you. Thank you for just giving me that moment to gather myself. And then boom, I had to put my loss. It's not just my loss. It was also, I was grieving and crying because, um, you know, my friend whose mom it was, my friend whose mother-in-law and best friend it was, like I was thinking of them and stuff, of course, too. And it was just like, uh, it was just like getting, you know, that, that thing where you just get like punched in the face for a second emotionally, right? But I was like, okay, and we, we're back. This is a person in front of me who has paid me for my service. Again, stay with me. There's a reason why I'm going the long way on this story. So I was able to kind of put it back there on the shelf and then be present for this person. So the other thing that this person you know, that, I mean, yoga has also taught me is that, um, and it's more mythological than, I don't know, necessarily scientific proof. Okay. But that the yogis have often said, it's not that we get so many years. And for my friend who passed, like how amazing, like 99 amazing years, right? It's not about how many years we get. It's, it's that, that we are given so many breaths, so many particular breaths. So as yogis, we always say we want to take slow, deep, calm breaths. <laughs> like we don't want to blow through our breaths really fast, right? Because if we know that our breaths are numbered, like some people say, oh, our days are numbered, right? But as in yogi people, we might say our breaths are numbered. We want to make those suckers last. Like we want to make those suckers count, right? So it's always to me, I kind of chuckle about how it's a good incentive to do some nice pranayama, some nice slow, deep breathing, <laughs> right? But the other thing, that the, my childhood taught me, which relates to pranayama and breathing and everything we're talking about is that this, this very powerful thing. We never know when the last exhale is coming. We never know when our last exhale is coming, nor do we know when the last exhale of the people that we love, when it might be coming. And having said this, and constantly being reminded of this fact, this truth, that there's no crystal ball. And I've heard people kind of talk about this like esoterically, like, like if you could know the date and time of your death, would you want to know? Like people ask this question, right? Um, I'm not going to make you answer that or anything, but I, I think it's an interesting question. And I, I imagine that it probably reveals something about us, depending on which answer we would, we would choose. But since I don't know, I'd like to move through my day. And I'm not saying I always get this right. God friggin' knows. But here's how I like to think about it. If this last day if this day is going to be my last day, because I don't know when the last exhale is, is coming, when the last exhale will be upon me, how do I want this last day to go? What's the residue that I want to leave behind? Not only for like my lifetime, but this last moment, like if people were to look back on me for the past, I don't know, six months or year or five years or whatever it is, like what, 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 what do I want to leave behind? And I've been thinking about this. I think about this all the time, actually. And there's a reason why. 
Uh, and again, without divulging, um, you know, the privacy, um, uh, I always have permission to, to use, what's the word I'm looking for? Like broad strokes, but not the fine details of like my clients. Um, but I know these are things that I can say because they're, they're public and I've discussed them before. You know, like today on those three calls, you know, I, I spoke to um, somebody who lost their 13-year-old daughter unexpectedly a few years ago. Never would have planned it. Never would have known like that was it, right? Like who, who would ever think that? Talk to a client whose mother died of breast cancer when they were 20, just 20. And uh, another client who had a, um, a loss um, of, of a baby, a nephew. And I just think like, I'm reminded all the time from my own experience in my own life, but also from working with the, with the people that I do and the stories that they have and, all, and so many people that I know that, dude, if, if we have a chance to say, I'm sorry, if we have a chance to say, I love you, if we have a chance to show up in our best nature, if we have a chance to cut people slack, if we have a chance to be merciful and graceful and fucking like <laughs> full of gratitude, like let's take it, let's do it because we never know when the last exhale is coming. We're not all going to get 99 years. You know, my mother was 33, like 33. She was a baby when she was killed. I'm 51. When my sweetie leaves the house, we never let each other leave the house without kissing goodbye and saying, I love you. And we do that anyways. Like, like I'm not kidding. I probably tell my sweetie I love I'm like... <laughs> I don't know, like eight times a day. Because oh, that's just us. He's my best friend and I adore him. And, but I never want this to be a lingering thing. I want the people I love to know that I love them. I want the things that I came here to do to get done. And knowing that the clock is ticking, knowing that I don't know when the last exhale is coming and I am on the other side of my life now, I am now closer to my death than I am to my birth. I don't have a lot of time to sit around worrying about like, oh, is this thing I'm about to do, will they like it? Will anybody, like, like I, I, all, you know what I got to rely on? I got to rely on what the divine is telling me. I've got to answer that divine call. I don't get a lot of extra time to be pussyfooting around and worrying about making, making sure that it's okay with everybody. That if I get a great inspired idea, I don't need to ask permission first because I don't have time. Because I, and it's not a frantic, anxious, like, oh my God, biting my fingernails, like I don't have time. It's just a fact. It's just a fact that we are all, from the time we are born, we are marching towards our death and we do not have the timetable. If somebody has the crystal ball on the timetable, I don't even know. Would you want to use it? Would you want to know? Because why not just act and behave the way that we would like to? Why do we want to wait or delay us showing up as our true selves, as the love and the light that we are, as the merciful and graceful and compassionate and kind and incredible children of God that we are? You know, I used to say, you know, you're one, you know, you are a child of God. Start 
acting like it. And then I started laughing about it because a friend of mine um, wrote to me and it, she's a, a friend of mine named Lauren. And she was looking at some copy. We were, we were bouncing some ideas back and forth and we tweaked one word, tweaked one word. And it's, you are a child of God. Start living like it. Because God's not looking for actors. So that's really it, you guys. I could go on and on and on about this, but I really just want to reiterate. We never know when the last exhale is coming. We're not all going to get 99 years. And we never know, we never know when this time, this time for us to get it right. Like last week's, last week's, no, two weeks ago, my show was on regrets. On regret. We don't want to go to our deathbed. We don't want to go to our grave. We don't want to, I could, I could literally walk down the stairs right now, fall down the stairs, whack my head on the friggin' cat ramp. Because <laughs> Toby Pajamas has a cat ramp. I could like knock my, I could knock my front teeth out or I could knock the life right out of me. Right? Ne we never know what's going to happen. And I'm aware of that at all times. So I want us to be really thinking about Am I living like it with the awareness of my, and don't think of it like impending doom, but that's the one thing that's guaranteed. The one thing that's guaranteed here in the illusion, here in this dream world, is everything that you know and love is going to pass away in some form or another. It is going to die. And I think about that. I like to think about that because it's not morose to me. In fact, it inspires me. It inspires me to get my shit together faster. It inspires me to apologize if I need to apologize. It inspires me to do hard things and to, and to get over myself. Because it's not about me. It's about others too. I'm not saying there's no room for me and what I want and what I care about, but Jesus and I am painfully, I'm holding it together. I, am hold, I already cried a bucket of tears, but I am holding it together because I, I wanted to do this podcast because this is something, as you can tell, I'm really passionate about is us not waiting for the tragedy, for the diagnosis, for the death, for the divorce, for, the for all the bullshit, for all the hard stuff to come for us to get, wake up to the fact that life is not guaranteed, time is not guaranteed, that we do not know. As the yogis say, we only get so many breaths. So with the ones we have left, can we just calm the, like I always say, sit down, shut the fuck up, <laughs> get quiet, breathe, go within. We learn to slow down and we learn to take these deeper breaths that are numbed. In the process of that, we create a pause. We create a stillness. And A Course in Miracles tells us that the voice for God comes to the quiet mind. And it's in the stillness that not only we can remember who we truly are, so we start acting like it, living like it, correct myself, start living like it. We also create the opportunity to train the mind to pause so that we can make better choices. So we're not just running around inflicting ourselves on others. And instead, we're moving out into the world from a divinely inspired place. So we remember to say, I love you. We remember to say, I appreciate you. We remember to send the handwritten note in the mail that says, I am grateful for you. Your presence in my life has changed me. 
that I see you and I hear you and I, and I, and I don't want you to abandon any parts of you to be in relationship with me. I want to invite you fully in. Because I'm feeling the effects. And here's what I will tell you. It was a gift. It was a gift to me to be invited 10 days ago to go wish my 99-year-old friend happy birthday. Because I got to say what was in my heart. And I got to see the look on her face. And I got to feel my love moving, transferring from my heart to her heart. And there's no regret. And I didn't get that opportunity when I was 12. I didn't get to say goodbye to my mother in that way. And when my sweetie, you know, he asked me that day because I was wicked. I had, I literally had a thousand things going on and who doesn't, right? I'm not glorifying busy, but I just started a new membership and I thought, right, a thousand things. I have clients and I'm trying to write a book and I have a podcast every week and like a lot of moving parts, not complaining, not, not glorifying busy, just stating the facts, right? And so on that day, he said, you know, you, you, you told me yesterday, like, you know, this whole week that you had a lot of things and, and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I said, but I said to him, sweetie, and he wasn't, he wasn't trying to talk me out of it. We were just talking. Right. And I said, sweetie, but what if this is her last birthday? I'm like, I I'm shooting for 104. <laughs> I'm praying, like I, I, you know, I don't have the calendar. I don't know when the last breath for my friend Mary is coming. I, I can be hopeful, but I said, what if this is the last one? And how lucky, how lucky was I? And so I just want to um, extend that this thought, when you feel the temptation to say a mean thing, to withhold your love, to be stingy with your love, to be right rather than happy, all the thousands of ways, the choices that we make that lead to regret, that do not represent who we truly are as love, as one of God's kids, as spirit, as kindness, Let's remember this. The last thing that you say, the, the thing that you say or do, the next thing that you're about to say or do, the next message you're about to send, the next text, the next boxer, the next post you're about to put somewhere. What if this was the last one? Is it representing who and how you want to be known and seen? And I think it's important, I think it's important that we remember because it will guide you if you let it. We never know when the last exhale is coming. Time is not guaranteed. I am grateful for this time with you today to get to share what's on my hat. And thank you for holding the space for me to talk into it talk with you and share with you. And 
for letting me just kind of do a little vicarious memory of my friend who she was something else. She was a beautiful soul. She was something else. So thank you for listening. And I hope this um, inspires you or motivates you or encourages you in some way to be more mindful about um, the next words that you write or speak, the next actions that you take or don't take. And that without fear of it, without, I'm not trying to put fear into your heart about this time thing, but that you take the, you take the clicking talk of your life in this illusion, right? In eternity, in heaven, there is no time. Time is a construct of man here in, in time and space, right? I think even Einstein said time and space is an illusion, but we're experiencing the illusion as a, as a human being, right? As a spirit having this, this dream of the human experience. So while we're here, let's not take it for granted. I'm not assuming that you all do, but for whoever might need to hear this message today, just a great reminder. So I'm grateful for you taking time to hang out with me. And um, I, I, I feel you guys, you are close. I hold you close in my heart. Um, and I appreciate you so much. I think I tell you this every week. And I, and I hope you never get tired of hearing it uh, because it is the truth that I am grateful for you. Um, it's you guys, it's the people who listen to the show or and are in my life, my friends, the people who maybe follow me um, in the different ways that there are now, the people who you know, uh, join the nest, the people who choose to work with me one-to-one, -one, the people who want to do this deeper spiritual work, who reach out to me. I, I would not be able to have a show and do all these things, right? And, uh, without you. So my gratitude is sincere and it's deep. And so I just want you to hear that, that I appreciate you and, and I see you and I feel you and, and I love you. And wherever you go today, I say it all the time because, and I, and I say it not as a cliche, I say it because I mean it every time I say it. Wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the creatures, the critters, the animals, the environment that you, that you go to, may you leave it better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. 
Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>